0: Bills make me wanna your heels up and Welcome shows. back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast, here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. Another decisive win over the Miami Dolphins. The sweep is complete. I'm Lars. Joining us today, back down from Milwaukee, Buffalo, Bill Belcher is here. Yeah, baby. And next to Bill, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton, also with us. Squish the fish. And the co president of the Bills Backers in Chicago, Sujit, is with us as well. My pleasure to be here, folks. It was a uh, convincing win, but still a frustrating one. We're going to talk all about it. Find us on Facebook at Bills and Beers, find us on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes, that's the easiest way to get this podcast, because you have an iPhone, it's there waiting for you every day, for every Sunday after the game. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us. And gang, full gang, minus Jim and Jeff Day, together at last, let's get right
1: come in. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. Shout it right now, baby. So the Bills,
0: for all intents and purposes, took care of business today at the Ralph. So we're now 2-3 and three at home, which is better than 1-3. and three. Uh, I, I, loved, I would love it if we could play against the Miami Dolphins every week. We cannot, but at the very least, we get to see them twice a year. We swept them this year. It wasn't all pretty, though. So we're going to tease the positive because there was a lot of great things to talk about. But first, we're going to talk about some of the negative things about today's game. Bill, we'll start with you. Welcome back to the podcast. Who is your Jenny Kremel bummer of today's contest?
1: I'll tell you who my bummer was. Despite the fact that he had a very, very nice strip fumble sack, that was Jerry Hughes. He had two sacks. He had two sacks. Yeah, he, he blitzed up the middle very, very nicely. But this one hit out of bounds, man. I mean, at some point, that's when you're not playing the Dolphins, that type of thing is going to kill us. It's going to absolutely kill us. It already has. And you just got to stop. Like, that was, he was five yards out of bounds. Yeah. That kind of thing pisses me off. And, again, I appreciate what Jerry Hughes did the rest of the game. I thought he overall had a great game. But those types of bonehead plays, it's going to kill us.
2: Gas coming to you now. The Jenny Cream bummer of today's game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to group them together. I'm going to go the entire linebacking corp. Uh, sorry if I stole one of yours. But the missed tackles, the pursuits that they totally lost, they they're, they're just were not existing out there. I mean, it was an island between our defensive front and our secondary for the cornerbacks and safeties. So we need them to show up and have a larger presence in the game um, if we're going to play and have a chance to win the beat against the Jets.
0: That was some erudite analysis from the
3: lovely Miss Cassie Hutton. Erudite from Aphrodite. Ooh, look at that with Jeff. So coming to you now. Uh, well, since Cassie took the only goddamn bad thing that I could think of during this game, uh, I'm going to go ahead and steal Lars's. <laughs> I'm going to give the Jenny Cream Ale player of the week to our bummer, equi- bummer, uh, week. sorry J- Jenny Cream Ale bummer of the week to you know Sue, our- we're never going
0: to get a national audience if you keep coming to the podcast
3: drunk I know I, I haven't had a single drop of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your excuse all right. I th- th- maybe that's the problem maybe that's, problem. Maybe that's- okay <laughs> so I'm going to give the Jenny Cream Ale bummer of the week to our equipment manager every time we play at home we are slipping all over the field The opposing team doesn't slip. How does this happen at home week after week? This should have been. See, if I were ranting, this is what I've been ranting about. I, I just don't get it. The opposing team doesn't slip. You are living on this field. You should know which cleat spikes or whatever are optimized for this field, but we fall down and nobody else does. Thank God Robert Woods didn't fall running again this game, but. No, Sammy could have turned one upfield. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He slipped. Um,
0: Carlos
2: did look like he had solid footing. And time. we've seen
0: this since preseason. And when you've got a when you've got a, a slippery quarterback, you kind of want the like the grip on the field to be in your advantage because you want that guy to be able to stop on a dime and
3: accelerate and do the things that he does well. Yeah. Apparently the grip in the end zone is excellent as that's when Sammy turned his ankle and sprained yeah. it. But. <laughs> But other than that, it's like everyone's slipping all over the place. But yet the opposing team does it. So it's got to be something with the spikes they use or whatever. Well, I'm that's gonna... all I got. That's how bad, that's how good it was. Yeah, is that yeah. the best that I yeah, could I,
1: do? I, I stopped listening a minute
0: ago. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we have a lot of positive things to talk about, so I'll make mine quick. Jenny Cremale, bummer of the week. Is any Bills fan who still believes that Rex Ryan's scheme is the problem when we have guys regularly hitting ball carriers in the backfield unabetted to the quarterback and they don't wrap the guy up they don't make a play it's missed tackles they're in the right position the scheme is the scheme is working wonderfully if you have a guy locked up in the backfield hey guess what you're putting the right place at the right time you need to make a play
1: however did we not blitz more than we normally blitz today, we did
0: today but i about lost my shit at several times to this game because we couldn't the, the Dolphins had so many yards after the catch And so many were after contact And a lot of that contact was behind the line of scrimmage The Preston Brown missed tackle on the second half touchdown drive Is what enabled that drive If he just wraps him up, they're third and 15 Instead the guy goes for like 30 yards
2: He does not even need to wrap him up, just slow him down just Slow him down, slow him down. Just...
0: The pursuit will be there
2: oh my God. And, I,
0: you know, and, and you know who it was who, who finally brought me out of the funk Who finally made that play in the backfield We've been waiting all season to see him. My boy Leotis McKelvin was back there making things happen. I love me some Leotis McKelvin. I always have. And he was back. He was back in a big way today.
3: Okay. Not only that, I mean, I think that one of the problems, the reason that we're missing tackles, because the question is that, oh, well, why didn't we miss tackles last year? It's because when we have this type of blitzing, moving around the field type of defense, Guys are responsible for making more solo tackles. Yeah. I feel like with Schwartz, it was more just a wave of an entire defense coming at you as opposed to single individual plays. And so maybe that's something that they need to focus on is open field tackling.
2: And I, I thought the players complained that they wanted to be the ones that were responsible on the field. Well, you are. You're one-on-one, make your tackle, make your play. But they're not doing that, well, obviously let's,
0: today. Well, let's not dwell. Suge coming to you now, there's a lot to choose from. You're the bat blue player of today's game.
3: Yeah, you're right. It's, it's actually really difficult to choose, but after last week's or sorry, two weeks ago's game, man, is it good to have a quarterback again? And honestly, one of the better quarterbacks that I've seen play in a Bills uniform in in, in many many years. Um, you know, even when you're watching the Jets game, you watch Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's just not the same. I mean, th- those long throws. He's hitting these guys in Wait, who? stride. Who? Tyrod Taylor. The <laughs> only person who? Ah, yeah. TT. Hey, girl. Um, the only, I mean, it's just... Taylor Swift, he's, baby. He's hitting these guys in stride. Uh, he's making plays with his feet. I am a little concerned with the way he gives himself up. Like, he doesn't slide. He seems to decide to land on his shoulder, shoulder and then roll over and go. over again. Yeah. It seems highly violent, but he's doing it voluntarily. So, anyways, uh, Tyrod Taylor... Welcome back. We hope you're here for a long time and we hope you just continue to improve. Well said Suj, Buffalo Bill belts
0: are coming to you now. Labat Blue MVP of today's game.
1: I'll tell you who my Labat Blue MVP of today's game is and that is the training staff. That is the guys who have been over the past two weeks getting Tyrod Taylor, Carlos Williams, Lashawn McCoy healthy again. Whatever they're doing, they're stretching them, they're icing them, they have, on, they have these guys on some regimen to get them back and healthy, because besides a little bit of a limp here or there, they looked pretty damn close to 100%, and I love it. Yeah, and so and props to them. that's what has
0: been saying. He's been saying, we're healthy, we're back, we're back. So we got three of the guys we've been without. We're huge difference makers in today's game. Well, actually, four guys, with three of them haven't been mentioned yet. Cass, I'm coming to you. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to mention one of them, because if you don't, I'm going to have to take three guys from my Labatt Blue MVP. And, and Bill, I know how much you love that.
2: Yeah, I, I will help you out here, Lars. That will not need to happen. Uh, Shady McCoy. Okay. Might have been one. one. Checkbox there. there. There
0: is a big one out there, but okay. Dude, that, Ma-
2: I, but, I, but Shady, because he is so good. He is. Like, I, I was talking to somebody this week, and I said, and, and the guy was—he was a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and he was like, "Oh, how shady!" And I'm like, "Oh my God, we gave up nothing for him, yeah. and he is just out of the backfield. The way he makes players miss, the way he hits a hole, the way he it's just behind, and he even does good picking up blocks. I thought we were gonna miss Freddie from uh, not picking up blocks, and, and Shady does a, a good job. Uh, yeah, he block- straight
1: flips somebody over. Oh yeah. Day.
2: Yep. And across the board, I'm sorry, he is so good. Yes, and, and we talked about this
0: today because he was such a difference maker that this narrative in the league right now that that running backs are completely devalued is not is not true. If you have Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, then yeah, you can get away with a bunch of guys you find off the scrap heap because everybody's focused on your pass game and so you let these guys who are all phenomenal athletes just run free. But when you're a team like the Bills that needs a legit playmaker with the ball in his hands, McCoy is a difference maker. He is not a luxury. He is a, he is a necessity for this team and he is fucking good.
2: Well, and just the combination of him and Tyrod today. I mean, it just so much more opens up downfield. What it does for our game is so much different than with E.J. Manuel back there,
1: so. So, Lars, there's two out we got, there. We, yeah. got we, got we got two, two players two,
0: for got yeah. two. And you. And we got to have to mention both of them. We think. We have to. Yes. So, the yes. first one's Sammy Watkins. Boom. Sammy Watkins, holy shit. First off, he had two deep passes today that he caught. That second one for a touchdown... That was a hell of a catch. It was it oh hell of, hell of a throw? It, it was a good throw, but Tyrod led him into the end zone. Sammy had to go and make a play on it.
2: I mean, it was great holding by John Miller as well. So. Yeah, well done.
1: Yeah, thanks for pointing that out, yeah. CBS yeah. crew. Yeah. yeah.
2: They they missed it on all the other plays that we got held on, but you know who cares about? No, that?
1: but that that ball was in the air. He had to make it make an adjustment to that ball. Yeah. Oh,
2: that was awesome.
1: He
0: made it it look easy. And you know, every time it looks on TV as if there's no safety help over the top on Watkins, Suge stands up and starts screaming at the TV, one-on-one, throw it up to Watkins. I think Suge makes a pretty good point. (laughs) I think anytime you have him one-on-one on the outside, send him to the end zone. He he will run past, or at the very least, box out the cornerback, throw it where the cornerback can't get it, and let Sammy make a play on it.
1: And this game has to get Sammy fired up, too. I mean, obviously, he's been clamoring to have the ball, get the ball to me, get the ball to me. You go in there with an extra bit of confidence for the next game, the fact that Tyrod is getting you the ball, and watch out. That's Oak- right. Everybody Oak- likes my comments. Yeah.
0: Oakland just tied up Pittsburgh here. Uh, but, yeah, eight receptions for 168 yards in that score. I mean, you can't, we can't talk about the Bat Blue MVPs and not talk about Sammy Watkins. We also can't talk about the Bat Blue MVPs and not talk about our boy, Bonk, that 3-D-O game, Remember everybody from the 90s, Carlos Williams. Carlos, Special K. I want to punish you with the top of my head. Williams, who almost had three touchdowns today. Yes,
2: yeah, Lars, are you a little bit partial because didn't you make a last second substitution in your fancy league to play Carlos Williams?
0: I sure did. Okay. And he got me more than 20 points. Would have gotten me fucking 27 points if, if he
3: had broken that last. Time. It was insane. It's incredible. Yeah. He, Every time he touches the ball, I, I mean, I feel like it's both of our running backs have the ability when they touch the ball to make it a big play. And by very, very different methods. One's by. Elusivity, and, and the other one is by just sheer power. Bulldozer. Um, but you know, Carlos Williams has great vision. He sees yes. those creases really well. Yeah. Even if he's not juking and jiving, he sees those creases and he, he hits the hole hard enough that it's not gonna. He's not gonna go down with an arm. And cap. what's indicative of that? And I, I've never seen
0: this happen so consistently in the NFL. Now we've been raving about Carlos Williams every game he's played on this podcast. And at some point, you kind of have to ask yourself, am I being a homer here, or is he that good? Except we keep raving about him, so apparently he is that good. The thing he does consistently that you just don't see is he runs to—he runs in a straight line. He's not juking and jiving. He's not hurtling. He's not breaking tackles. To your point about vision, he finds the open spot on the field, and nine times out of ten, he's running diagonally where nobody exists. He yeah. makes it look really easy. The guy doesn't have to break stride once he gets past the line because he's already found where nobody is. I mean,
2: I, I hate to break this, but do we all list the best Lebret Blue player of the day? I mean, our offensive line. We're talking. We're all talking about. Wait a minute. Uh, offensive Stop players. taking away
3: my damn rave,
0: okay? Oh, oh, oh.
2: and uh, scratch ever. <laughs> all right.
0: Well then, let's let's not let's not throw any more shade on Suge's game and get right. How into- many uh,
3: How many LeBet Blue players did everybody get? Because I know Lars got at least two. I, ha- I had could- to have two because we had to mention both Carlos Williams. Okay,
0: okay fair enough. We Gotcha. All right, let's get into rancid and raves. Yeah.
1: Woo! We can work it out. We can work it out. Think of what you're saying. You can get it wrong and still you think that it's all right. Think of what I'm saying. We can work it out and get it straight or say goodnight. We can't raise him.
0: So it was a winning effort today, which means we don't have to rant. It means we can rave. Yeah. On that 8.
1: ain't no rants, is raves. Rants and
0: raves here on bills and beers, and uh, this will make uh, one of our Twitter followers happy. Um, Big Red 8865 tweeted me just as the game was ending and said now let's hear some raves baby wow so it's out there thanks for listening a couple other quick shout outs to the rock pile report great podcast you guys said I've, I've been encouraging them to get on itunes because they are a superior podcast to ours they just got going the guys got a little radio experience and they're fucking good so rock pile report you heard it here first still download our podcast don't stop listening to ours so listen to theirs but do yourselves a favor bills nation listen to the rock power port it's fun being with them and also we had a listener from buffalo with us today bo missed his flight back to buffalo so he got to watch the game with the bills and beers crew we say it on this podcast you find yourself in the windy city on game day come find us at lincoln station we sit right down front bo can attest to that now we'd love to have you okay bill you want to add something
1: no, I was about to say Bo knows something, but I couldn't come up with anything. You don't
3: know snow in Buffalo! Actually he does, because he lives there. Yeah, he
1: <laughs> so rants and rapes, Cash, you wanna
0: get us going? Who are you raving about today?
2: Um so I got my glow sticks out and I'm ready to rave. Whoa. Woo! Uh her
0: shirt's off too. Yeah. She's sweating really profusely. <laughs> yeah, right? it's, from,
2: it's from the ecstasy. Right, the ecstasy. Um I looked at Bill. Partway through the third quarter, and it might have been after, after Tyrod had completed a long all, might have touchdown. been all game long. Yeah, right? It's a long touchdown to Sammy, but um, I'm going to rave. I got to rave about Tyrod because you know what? I looked at him. I said, ooh, aren't you excited to see Tyrod as a Buffalo Bill next year? I'm sorry. I know that this is this year. We need to make the playoffs this year, but I finally think we have a quarterback for the Buffalo Bills for this team to take us not only to the playoffs this year but to take us deep in the afc for the next two three four years wow and i saw that today and you know what the team around it's on and everybody's amped up and I just, I just got to rave. I'm very excited about Tyrod. I'm that's having you, him back, and welcome back, buddy. That's how you rave,
3: I And, you know, I can't agree. The only thing that I'm going to hear, you're going to hear this this week, is that EJ, the EJ supporters are going to say, well, oh, look at all the people around Tyrod now. He's got Carlos Williams. He's got Shady McCoy back. He's got Sammy Watkins. Dude, EJ Wa- Manuel has never, ever thrown a pass in stride in your life. So just give it up. Tyrod the man. EJ sucks. Look, we are four of the biggest
0: homers in Bill's Nation. We've been doing this podcast since 2009, which includes the 2009 season, the 2010 season, the 2012 season. There have been some dark days that we have persevered through. You will not find bigger homers than us in Bill's Nation so when we're questioning you on why you're still on the EJ Manuel train, you need to take a long, hard look in the mirror and understand it's not because we're those fans who like the shit all over the team. We're not. We're the exact opposite. In fact, there are hours and hours and hours of audio on record of us being the exact opposite. We want this team to win. We want our players to be the best players. EJ Manuel is not good. They can, I just to keep him on as a backup, maybe. No.
1: But
0: anybody who says that he hasn't gotten a fair shake, anybody who says and any kind of excuse making for E.J. Manuel after his last two starts, baffles me. You know what? I, I cannot fathom it.
2: I do not want to talk about E.J. Manuel on this podcast yeah, why are we, why are we, ever yeah, again. Yeah, like, why we? Like, he's especially he's done. Especially not in the
0: rave section. No. Yeah. we're coming to you now.
3: I want to talk about a man who has resurrected his life, has resurrected his career, and has resurrected his image. Praise him and hallelujah, Richie Incognito. Maybe you are not so incognito anymore because I see you pulling, I see you mauling people, and I see you keeping your nose clean. I see you being a model citizen on and off the field. I know that's right. Incognito changes this offensive line. And I'm. it's great to have John Miller back. And I think it makes it more of a complete line. But even in the bad parts of this season, Incognito's play has been unbelievable. Uh, it's just so strange to see have that type of guard that can pull yet still can maul people. Uh, I mean, he is playing at a Pro Bowl level. I hope that we can keep him on board, and I hope that we can sign him for a reasonable amount because he's a one-year he's a one-year deal. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. And this
2: leads into a trend on this podcast. Uh, yeah, we got him for nothing.
3: Yep. Yeah. We got him for nothing. We get. We took a shot on him. So all of you Doug Whaley haters, remember,
0: easy, he easy. gets. He don't gets credit step, for don't that too. do step on other
2: ravers' toes. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, girl. Okay,
1: girl. Bill, coming to you. You know I'm gonna have to rave about a couple guys that are gonna get overlooked for this game, and that is Stefan Gilmore. And Mr. Ronald Darby, and you know what? Why don't we throw in Leodis McElvin in there Hell yeah. just for shits and giggles. Love me some Leotis. and Jonathan Meeks too. Yeah. No. he had some great special teams plays. Oh, those...
2: is that four players that Bills Raven? Yo, those, yeah.
1: no. nah, those two guys back there though, man, they're consistently good, and at, the, at you know, at, as a, as the season continues to go on and they continue to, to, to mesh back there and our defensive line starts to be able to blitz because the blitzes are called. We're gonna continue to love these guys more and more and more and you know what? Those pass breakups are gonna start to turn into some interceptions.
2: Mr. Bakari Rambo
1: is probably going to come over there out of the middle, out of nowhere, pick off one of those passes, right place, right time, because we got two great players back there. And that's about all she wrote. All right, I love it. So
0: let's all take a trip to the Wayback Machine, close our eyes, and remember what Bills Nation thought of Ronald Darby four short months ago. In the months of July and August, uh, when everybody had their finger on the panic button, coming out of preseason, oh my God, when's Leonis McElva coming back, this rookie is in over his head, but Bill, I'm with you, name a player right now who's more deserving of Defensive Rookie of the Year than Ronald Darby, that's right, you cannot.
3: I would go as far as to say, name a cornerback in the NFL that's playing better than Ronald Darby right wow. now. I don't know about that. He is, but he, he, he has the, the, I think the the lowest QB percentage against, and he has like the fourth most pass breakups of it, any camp cornerback in the league. So yeah. those two things together. Lars, don't and and whoa,
2: whoa, vice versa against Stephon Gilmore, Darby does not have penalties. That's true.
1: Him. Yeah. Right. Like Lars, what did you say in the middle of the game when <laughs> Darby made oh. one of those plays? You you, you made yeah. some sort of a statement, and I was like, that's so entirely true.
0: Yeah, it's as if. Ronald Darby has a nine-inch piece of string that's tied from his belt buckle to the belt buckle of whoever he's guarding. He seems to move step for step. He closes on the ball. He's never, he's never having to make up ground because he's always lockstep with whoever he's guarding. doesn't matter who. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. And the plays that are made on him are spectacular passes every time. So all of
1: this leads me into my rave. So apparently we're raving about Florida State, by the way. Go for Carlos it. Carlos Williams, Ronald Darby. E.J. Manuel. Hey! Hey!
0: So,
3: Y'all so crazy.
0: Another fan podcast that's out there that I will listen to. Not as good as the Power Report. Not as good as our podcast, if I do say my soul. But I, I listen to these guys on a weekly basis. And if you're looking for more fan podcasts to listen to, maybe next year. That's the name of their podcast. <laughs> and these guys, three dudes out of D.C. So some far-flung Bill fans like us. They do a pretty decent job. But the Whaley hate with these guys is inexplicably strong.
1: That's ridiculous. And
0: I'm here today to rave about Doug Whaley. And I'm sick and tired of anybody who tells, tells me otherwise. LaShawn McCoy, Charles Clay, Richie Incognito, Tyrod Taylor, Ronald Darby. These are guys who joined our team in the offseason. Who left Hill. our team? denora Searcy. Bye, bye Okay. We also signed Jerry Hughes long-term. We also locked up Marcel Darius. And next on the docket yeah, And is what was the
1: Jerry Hughes trade for? Like... Peanuts. Peanuts. I uh, think we swapped nothing. Kelvin and this, shepherd straight and, up. And we are not plugging the movie. Doug Whaley
0: has done a tremendous job with this team. And it kills me to hear people say, that, well, I guess Doug is a pretty good scout. I just don't know how he is as a GM. What the hell? What are you talking about? It's
2: all we need him to do as His a GM. job is to get us
0: talent. People yeah. keep saying, can we
1: please have Buddy Nix back?
0: Yeah, there's a yeah. disconnect between the head coach and the GM. No, there's not. We've already addressed that on this podcast. Players aren't executing every once in a while. There is no disconnect. This is the best
3: goddamn team in Buffalo that we've had in 15 fucking years. I mean, the reason that... Fan excitement was so high and expectations were so high this year. Is purely depend is because of Doug Whaley. Doug it's because Whaley. he put together an amazing group of people. Now, yes, things haven't worked well because we've been horribly injured. The Bills team that played last two uh, last game was not our Bills team. Absolutely we not. We had nobody.
1: right none Ryan, of
3: the talented players there. Rex was saying all week we're finally getting healthy.
0: Well look what happens. We blow up the Miami Dolphins 33 to 4. Let's call it 14. They kicked a meaningless field goal at the end. We blew them up 33 to fucking 14. We killed them. We scorched the earth. We mopped up the floor with their own blood. We killed them. This team is a good team. And Charles Clay didn't even do shit. He didn't have to, because we ran the ball for 266 fucking yards. Who does that?
3: The Buffalo Bills do. Why? Because we have
0: Doug Whaley as our GM. He goes out and acquires talent on the offensive line, at the quarterback position, on defense, and first and foremost at the running back position. And we have a chance to make the playoffs.
1: And he knows when not to overpay
0: for anybody. Now that we're back healthy, let's get in now to card and predictions.
1: There you go. Yeah, she, shake, 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 shake,
0: well we're coming up on the end of this week's episode which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode it's the a- wild card! card and while this is bills and beers we talk about the buffalo bills but we also do we also we do so drinking beer there it is you guys are all drinking labette Uh, I'm drinking the Lagunitas, what is it called, not born yesterday, born yesterday, it's quite tasty. Uh, Lagunitas is moved some of its operations here to Chicago. Apparently this is a seasonal brew. The menu describes it as a virgin hops from the slides lands of the Yakima Valley. Yakima. Yep. Unkilned for an immaculate reception, delivered within 24 hours. It's fresh, it's tasty. If you're under 21, ask your parents first. Okay. So coming up in the Meadowlands on Thursday night in those ridiculous red uniforms, these Buffalo Bills will be taking on the New York Jets. New Jersey. New Jersey Jets. Rex Ryan will be returning to his former team. Ryan Fitzpatrick will be facing off against his former team, led by his the offensive coordinator of his former team and Chan Gailey. There's a lot of revenge happening here. So this week we're gonna hear about a lot, and lead up to the game. We only got four days till game time, which is awesome.
2: Yep.
0: But be prepared to hear about all the revenge plot lines. So the question we're posing this week on the wild card: if you could, if you could enact revenge on any Bills player, coach, or personnel member, past, present, or future, who would it be, and how would you enact your revenge? And I'll go first as you guys think about it because I've already done so. In 2005, the Buffalo Bills played a Saturday night game against the Denver Broncos. Broncos. Were you there? Oh, I was there. My yeah, I was there. My family
2: rented an RV, and we were in the RV lot, and my brother, who's been nicknamed the Smurf, because he took some sort of drug, turned blue, and didn't he actually make it into the game.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's about how the day went. Yeah. Um, we the, nine, and nine short months later to Cassie, we were watching games together, but we didn't know each other then. I was at that game with Jam and Jeff Day, and uh, things got pretty cloudy pretty fast. It was a Saturday night game. Saturday night. Yeah. So yeah. people showed up to tailgate. Well, I think we showed up at like 2 p.m. And we were ripping shots of Jack. I mean, this was senior year of college, so we still had it in us. We went to the Budweiser tent where a girl that Jeff went to high school with was giving out the buddies. Did you just tell me that
3: you were in your senior year of high school
0: in 2005? Oh, sorry, sorry, senior year of college. Oh Jesus Christ! Like, oh my God, I'm so old. Um, she was handing out the Budweiser energy drinks, which I think they eventually relabeled Blackout Juice before they were taken yeah, yeah. off the market. Yeah. Um, things got so weird that, and that game was so bad. So bad. That by the end of it, Jeff and I were just standing on the chairs where his parents have season tickets, which is like the 30th row on the 40-yard line, just smoking cigarettes. <laughs> I don't smoke. Jeff doesn't smoke. You're not allowed to smoke inside the stadium. That didn't stop us. Well, then we went to the bar, and um, the I think the bartender uh, took a liking to Jeff. So he was just giving us free Labatt, and our buddy, I won't name names, who drove us home that night in a snowstorm? Oh yeah. Later confessed that he was seeing triples and was just aiming at the road in the middle. Okay, we didn't have that far to go, so don't don't freak out. Any family members listening to this? But that night, Jeff, we do not
3: condone drinking and driving here on bills and beers.
0: Jeff is a resident of Orchard Park, so he has bills personnel in his neighborhood, and that was the year of Mike Malarkey. Uh- and so, Jeff said, hey, I know where Mike Malarkey lives. Do you want to go pay his house a visit? And so we did. In the freezing cold, we walked, you know, and this is great, too, because there's a snowstorm, so you could easily follow the tracks back to our house, or back to Jeff's house. Um, and I stole what was probably a $200 wreath off Mike Malarkey's front door Shortly after I relieved myself on the front door, which took took a little coaching because I had it just waving out in the middle of the blustery cold for about two minutes, just trying to summon something. Yeah. I eventually did. Three months later, Jeff comes up to me on the at the campus of Bucknell University and says, "Hey, man, you know that house that we went to and took Mike Falarky's wreath and vandalized his garage door, etc." And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Yeah, that wasn't Mike Falarky's house." <laughs> <laughs> So so that was the revenge I enacted, and that that was when I I swore I would never enact revenge ever again. So I'm out. Cass coming to you next. Who would you pick, and how would you enact your revenge?
2: Um, I think you guys are all very familiar with my hatred of none other than Donald Jones. Um, And that would be because I traveled to the Dallas Cowboys game, sitting 50-yard line, 400-level seats, where he is thrown the ball, he makes no play to try to attempt to catch the ball. He quits on the play, thus making Eric Wood run over to make a tackle on the interception and breaking Eric Wood's leg. So Donald Jones, I hate you. I know he's had some health issues, so <laughs> my apologies, <laughs> I mean, well, I, I mean, it's insane. Yeah, so you needed
0: like, a kidney transplant. Yeah. Yeah. So please tell yeah. me your revenge, the way you would enact your revenge, is, like, you would give him, an, What what's bad for your kidneys? Like, too much sugar? Uh, oh, no, no. beer.
2: for your kidneys. What I'm saying is I've uh, already pleasure. enacted my revenge. Oh, okay. That, that, that's why he's ill now.
3: I, I, I'm that powerful. Oh, no. Oh, wow, wow, Jesus. Wow. No, no, no. She put the whammy on him. No, All right, no. so we do not condone <laughs> drinking and driving. We also do not condone any congenital kidney disease. Or cursing of or any cursing kind. Or cursing people for congenital kidney disease. Any of that stuff.
2: I would My, my revenge is I would make Donald I'm Jones... I would break like, his leg.
0: I would break leg. his leg. Okay, and then go. I'd make
2: him be on crutches for like six months.
3: You just, know, he just, lost
0: that leg because of diabetes already. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ.
3: Terrible. We do not condone wishing diabetes upon anyone either. Suge, coming to you next. Suge, you next. All oh, right. I used to like the cartoon The Smurfs. And over the years, I've come to hate the cartoon The Smurfs because I have seen way too many Bills players that look like little Smurfs and get squashed by Gargamel Otherwise known as any play. Well, hell, it is Bill Belichick, but it's really any coach. Wait,
0: those two mentions of the Smurfs in the last ten minutes. I just want that to be clear to our listeners who think that they're in some la la land. We are in fact talking about the Smurfs twice in ten minutes.
3: So I, my hatred goes all the way back to Roscoe Parish, because with <laughs> oh the beginning God. of Roscoe Parish came the next version of Roscoe Parish in T.J. Graham came the next version of Roscoe Parrish in Marquise Goodwin who I still love but God
0: he sucks uh, yeah yeah you love just... him at
1: the long jump well
3: yeah okay fair enough fair
0: hey, enough he, he almost got third at the Pan Am games yeah, okay well, so almost. Stick, stick to it yes
3: but my God ever since Roscoe Parrish came on this team we have had an obsession through different coaching staffs through different GMs with these tiny little smurf receivers that only worked once for the St. Louis Rams that's it but we've had to deal with these roster spots being filled, and because of that, we've decided that we're going to go small. We never really drafted, well, I guess we drafted one big receiver in James Hardy. Jesus.
2: Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> fail.
3: So because of the curse that you By brought, the way, we were so excited about that draft We were high-fiving each other on that So because of the curse that uh, Roscoe Parrish has brought upon the Bills, I wish for one of his body parts to shrivel up and fall off. Wow. Because he's that little. He's just this little shriveled little sorry excuse for a football player. And that because we've had to clone him over and over again, I want just one of his body parts to shrivel up and fall off. Preferably his penis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you clarified because that's what we were all imagining. But it helps that you actually verbalized it. Okay, Bill, coming to you last, who would you enact your revenge on and why? I, I mean, I know, I, I
1: have to know who it is. if I would, it's not, I'm going to be shocked. I would definitely enact my revenge on a guy named Keith Everett. Wow. Oh, my Kevin oh Everett. My I'm Kevin. joking. Kevin Everett, I'm oh. joking. I'm joking around, like, what guys. What is wrong with you guys? Like, one guy's got kidney disease, the other one's paralyzed. Do you know who it's got to be? I fucking hated this guy, man, and I still hate him with all my all my passion. It's gotta be no. It's one person, Aaron Maybin. Oh, I, I thought for sure somebody was gonna say Chris Kelsey, but Aaron Maybin's the next best uh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Aaron Maybin just talked so much smack about the Bills and his and his post-Bills career, and he did nothing whoa, whoa, whoa. His, for us. What, he,
2: he, there was a post-Bills yeah. career. Yeah, he
1: played for the, the Jets. For the Jets.
0: The, the ravens and the Bengals,
1: and whatever he's doing right now i hope he's he doing it weed
3: and doing art
0: to yeah, like find yes. happiness i hope he's yes. doing
1: it poor 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 and i hope he ends up on the streets within the next five years and i hope his five kids which he probably has by different mothers wow all die in their sleep jesus wow
3: <laughs> what is happening jesus Maybe this is what happens when I don't why did,
1: why did we? Why
3: did we do this topic <laughs> after we, we very, won
2: today?
0: very, dark. This is it got got really real
3: dark. and really oligopoly oligopoly. Oligopoly. revenge. Even Jeff Day is scared right yeah. now, and we talked about the death of CJ. We're coming out
2: of the Dark Ages, boys. This is what it's like when you get out of the Dark Ages, the, the evolution, the turn. So
3: it's worth
0: noting, it's, it's relative here, that we were we were mentioned about uh, the professional trolls who follow this team. You're Mike Rodax of the world. You're oh, Jerry Sullivan's. They're the Mike worst. Mike Rodak,
3: what is your problem? Just what? One, Ask for a change of team. God, you're
0: clearly miserable. One of the worst is Tim Graham. He is the worst, and he's the one who wrote that sprawling, half-sympathetic, trying to make a point but not really getting their piece on Aaron Maven back like four months ago. And in his piece, he even wrote, like, yeah, this guy smoked weed five times since I got here, but I, we should take him at face value, and I'm not going to get a second secondary source. To back up or refute anything he's saying. Have you guys read this Great thing?
2: Reporting. Yeah, Great it was, reporting. Great reporting. Top notch.
0: I mean, he made him out to be like some kind of like savior.
2: But like kept mentioning. That he's, like,
3: he's made it, or what? I don't
0: know
2: what, it was, don't know what he was trying to prove. I don't know what he
3: was. It was some contrarian bullshit. that didn't really. Okay, as we. And let's keep in mind that the reason everybody hates Aaron Maven is not just because he sucks, it's because he talked crap. Yeah. Nobody is has that type of animosity towards Mike Williams. The third pick in the draft, that was horrible, a total bust. But it's because he tried, and he just wasn't that good. He wasn't talking smack the whole time, and Maven talked smack the whole time and was so horrible. All right, so uh, as we mentioned, Thursday
0: night, so four short days till uh, kickoff, which is wonderful. We're wearing those red clown suits, and I think the the Jets are in all green, so this ought to be one hell of a festive event. I'm going to wear all red to work, I think. I'm Maybe I'll do the same.
2: Maybe um, I will
0: do the same. Predictions. So we need this one. The Jets won today in Jacksonville. They're now, what, 5-2, and 6-2? and two? Which, by the way, we should be 6-2, and two, but that's neither here nor there. But we need this one. We absolutely need this one before we headed up to and on Monday Night Football.
1: I mean, here's the thing. Is Fitz is good about being able to pick up the blitz, being able to know where the blitz is coming from, being able to drop the ball to his running backs but you know what that is not gonna come in handy when he's on his ass well we we haven't gotten a uh, report back yet on what the situation is with LaShawn McCoy that could make a big difference if his shoulder's not right I'll tell you what the situation is the situation is the Buffalo Bills win the ball game 24 to 16. Cass coming to you
2: so I hate to bring this up, but the last time that
0: we played on a Thursday night was the yeah, Thursday yeah, yeah. night prior to my wedding. No, that's not, true. We, not lost, true. we lost in Miami last year
2: on Thursday night. Okay, so that's two Thursday losses. Yeah. Um, no,
0: don't don't look up our we have our next two games are primetime games. Do not look up our primetime no, record over the past two. No, I, years. No, I, I
2: am going to look it up. You know why? Because things are supposed to split. You can't stay that bad in primetime. You can't. It is not humanly possible. I like it. It, it, it cannot happen. And that's why it's not going to happen on Thursday. It's not going to happen the following Monday. When both those games, wow. yes, you're hearing it now.
0: Cassie has seen the top of the mountain, and she's already there waiting for us.
2: Yeah, but it's gonna—it's gonna be a barn burner this uh, this yeah. Thursday. It's gonna be like 27-26. Mills just barely pulled out.
3: Fuge, so, I am gonna agree with one thing, and that is, it is going to be a kind of punchy in the mouth. Possibly a lot of injuries afterward type of game i think there's going to be two defenses going at it i think if ever this defense is going to play for rex ryan they're going to play against his former team they also are going to know a lot of fitz's weaknesses and, and, and things like that and chance tendencies um and chance tendencies uh however i think that brandon marshall is going to embarrass some of our secondary from time to time as, as he we does just with everybody about them yeah. no i know but i mean he's going to make plays and he's good and and Fitz did well when he had a great receiver in, in T.O., you know? I mean, he did okay. So I think that we can win because I think that if I look at the individual components of our team versus the individual components of their team, whether it's offensive coordinator, whether it's uh, wide receiving core, whether it's running back, um, whether it's overall defense, I think we're better. Um, we just haven't, haven't proven it, possibly because of injury and also because, you know, they didn't need to completely learn a new scheme because – Ryan Fitzpatrick already knew Changeli's scheme, so it wasn't a completely brand new thing, but I do think it's gonna be very close. I think this is gonna be a 17-14 win by the Buffalo Bills. I'm going in with low expectations.
0: I'm expecting a real head-scratcher. I think that's gonna go one of two ways, but I don't wanna talk about the other one, so instead I'm gonna say Jets are gonna win this one 13-9.
3: God, that would uh, suck. Yeah. That
2: means uh, three field goals. And then you goals. go to the weekend. And yeah, I know. Oh, God. That's one possibility. That's
1: uh, so another the, the following week, Lars is going to come in and say, "So I um, correctly." I
0: How would never counter do jinxed no. us. nope. Oh yeah, counter jinxed us. Yeah. Well,
3: thank Well, now that you and said. And what it's... I was really going to say was the thing that I did not mention <laughs> on last week, <laughs> yeah. and that's that uh, we were going to win twenty-five to three. You're, exactly
0: welcome. What oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, Bills and Beers, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us. We'll be back in four short days, summing up the Thursday night game. Lord fucking knows how it's going to go, because watching this team on primetime is always a heart attack waiting to happen. Thank you for joining us today,
3: though. And welcome back to the Buffalo Bills that we all saw at the beginning of the season. Welcome back to all of our players. Welcome back to the swagger that we had.
0: Let's just hope LaShawn McCoy's shoulder is A-OK and he's ready to roll on Thursday. Go Bills.
1: The Bills make me wanna shout.